We're, we're, we're reinforcing the, the areas that we've already won. We need to help people understand why the barriers that they may, may perceive aren't really barriers or, or how to manage the barriers or how to mitigate the barriers or how to make trade-offs. Welcome to the Sales Genius Podcast. My name is Doug Davidoff. I am your host. For those of you that have not done so already, be sure to join the Sales Genius Network. It's really, really easy to do. All you've got to do, go to salesgeniusnetwork.com, enter your email address, and you will have access to all of the show notes from all of our podcasts. You'll get access to a wide variety and fast-growing video library with workshops, insights, tools, and resources, as well as opportunities to share with peers. That's coming up soon. Lots of information to help make your life easier. Join the Sales Genius Network now at thesalesgeniusnetwork.com. One of the things that I've always appreciated and enjoyed about salespeople is that they're naturally optimistic. And you know, if you think about it, you have to be optimistic to be in sales. You, you deal with rejection on a regular basis. You have to see opportunities where other people don't see opportunities. You know, and generally speaking, it's it, you know it's one of the things that makes salespeople enjoyable enjoyable to be around. Now, there's a downside to optimism because there's a danger when you always see the positive. And if you think about it, selling is an awful lot like playing poker, right? If if you look at any card combination, there's always a possibility that you could win. And and if you're a pure optimist. I know a lot of people that would like you to join them at their poker table, right? The same thing is true in sales, right? Wherever you are, you're going to see an opportunity. Certainly anywhere where any salesperson worth anything is going to spend time. There's always a reason. There's always a rationale for why someone should buy. If for no other reason, then we as salespeople know and understand the problems that we solve better than our customers do. So so we're more likely to see the problem that they have. We're more likely to understand the problem that they have. And we certainly have far, far more belief that our solution will have the impact that we say it will have. And so you can always see reasons why someone should and therefore would, or at least may buy. Um, and, and so when you see optimism, you're pursuing opportunities all the time. And what ends up happening is you pursue a lot of what I refer to as false positives. You lose a lot of hands at the poker table. Think about this. There could be a hundred reasons that somebody should buy. And you could reinforce all 100 of those reasons. But if there's one reason they shouldn't buy, more likely than not, that one reason is going to win out. And that's why when I talk with salespeople, when I work with them, when I run training workshops, I talk about a very important mindset to have when managing sales opportunities. And that is always be asking, what's wrong with this situation? What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with what I'm seeing? The, the value of any sales conversation is actually in what isn't said far more than what is said. You see, what great salespeople do is they seek the white space. They listen very, very carefully to what isn't said. They look for what's missing. They're always asking themselves, I, I refer to it as their, you know, what's my spidey sense telling me? What's my experience saying? 
right? If you don't have the mindset of what's wrong with this situation, then you're not going to hear what isn't said. That's going to lead to lots of miscommunication. It's going to lead to lots of assumption. And it's also going to cause you to look at things in the wrong direction, right? You're going to reinforce the reasons to buy as opposed to really understanding, identifying, and addressing the reasons that someone may not buy. Now, if you're familiar with things like red flags or warning signs, those are, those are examples of pursuing the what's wrong with this situation mindset. But, but what's wrong with this situation is more than just identifying red flags, right? What I recommend that you do after every conversation, after every interaction, ask yourself, what am I missing? What are the reasons that this person won't move forward? What are the reasons that I could lose the sale? What are the things that could torpedo this opportunity? What does this situation have in common with those situations that haven't succeeded? Right? As you train yourself to think about not just the positive, but also the negative, you'll find that A, you take a far more realistic approach. B, you put yourself much, much more in alignment with your customer, with your prospects. C, you'll deal with far, far, far fewer objections. And, and, and the reason is, well, well, first off, you'll totally avoid the objections because you'll be proactively addressing areas that most salespeople miss that lead to the objections that present themselves. You see, when you're taking this mindset, the conversation becomes totally different. Now, it's not totally different in the sense that if I had you listen to a sales rep who was looking at the positive versus a sales rep who's asking what's wrong with this situation, would you be able to hear a difference in the conversation? In many cases, you wouldn't. And the reason is, is because the entire nature of the conversation is different. What, what we're talking about here isn't just a, a difference in degree. It's a difference in kind. And so it helps, well, frankly, it helps slow you down a little bit. By the way, marketers, you should be asking, why do we lose opportunities? Again, think about it. If all we do is reinforce the reasons that people would buy from us, we're, we're, we're reinforcing the, the areas that we've already won. We need to help people understand why the barriers that they may, may perceive aren't really barriers or, or how to manage the barriers or how to mitigate the barriers or how to make trade-offs. There is very rarely a perfect solution out there. Every solution, or in the vast majority of cases, nearly every solution has positives and negatives, things that are gonna work, things that aren't gonna work. Our job as salespeople is to facilitate the conversation so that our customers view those situations holistically. Being clear on identifying what's wrong and, 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 and realize this whole what's wrong it is something that's happening beneath the surface in your customer's mind all the time. They're not consciously thinking about it. That's why they come across as surprises. You, you should know far more than they do why the sale won't happen. And if you fundamentally address, if you address each reason that someone wouldn't buy, when there's no reasons left not to buy, the only action to take is to buy. So after every sales call, at each milestone, at every pipeline stage, you should run an analysis. Okay, what are the what are the reasons that say we are going to win? What are the reasons that we won't win? What's going to happen here that would lead us to believe that we may not win? 
how could we lose this? I remember when I was coaching college baseball, I was bench coach. And, and so my job during games was to not get too excited when we were winning and not get too negative when we were losing. When we were losing, my job was to think about the next two to three innings to say, how are we going to flip it? Now, I mean, frankly, everyone's thinking about that when, when the team's losing. Where my role really stood out and where I, you know, I believe certainly in game situations, I created the greatest value for the team was when we were winning, my job was to think about, okay, what could happen here that could cause us to lose? Where, where's our pitcher? Where are they on their pitch count? How are they looking? Where, where's what, you know, what's the lineup? What's happening? What are the tendencies of all these different situations? And I would proactively communicate with the manager what those situations were. So he was able to stay in the game because, you know, his job was to manage the moment, but to be thinking about what was coming down the road. And that, that's how we, you know, dramatically improved the record of the team. Again, think about it. Managing a sales opportunity is precisely like playing a hand of poker. So here's what you want to do at each sales call, at each milestone, as you move forward, is ask yourself this question. Do you want to bet? Do you want to place down a bet? Do you want to raise the stakes? Because every time you take another action, that's what you're doing. You're making a bet. And what you'll find is if you want to maximize the revenue of your sales team, if you want to maximize your individual revenue as a salesperson, you need to play the hands that are best positioned to win and get out of the hands that aren't. And the only way you can do that with predictability and consistency is to be really clear on understanding and thinking about what's wrong with this situation. Asking that question, being aware of that situation, that does not make you a pessimist. It doesn't even make you less of an optimist. It just makes you more strategic. So start asking yourself, what's wrong with this situation? And I promise you, you'll start seeing fewer objections, less disruption, and you'll make more sales more effortlessly. What's wrong with this situation? Be a sales genius. Ask that question. That's it for today's episode. Please let us know what questions, what situations do you have? How can we help you? Let us know. Tweet it at Vidoff, at The Demand Creator. Um, don't forget to sign up for the Sales Genius Network. Uh, check out the show notes. Check out a number of other resources. Thanks for joining me on this episode. And until next time, go out and be a sales genius.